Happy Monday, y'all. I originally thought that I was going to be on this later today, but I actually got a window of time, so I'm excited that I get to record sooner than I thought and kind of in the same time frame because I'm only off by three minutes this morning, so it's a little thing sometimes. Today, I'm really excited to go into more depth of providing a language for boundaries, and each day, I'm going to provide a specific category or topic so that we can cover boundaries in these different areas of life. And today's boundaries are going to be all about the boundaries that we have with our significant others. So our partners, our boyfriend, girlfriends, our husband, wife, these are boundaries that, you know, we often will or may set with our partners. Um, Again, everyone's unique and different, so this may look different depending on your relationship needs. But this will just provide kind of a framework And again, language for some boundaries that might need to be set. Some of these I would recommend definitely need to be set. But again, it's totally up to you. It is your life, your relationships. So let's go ahead and delve into the specific um, boundaries that are commonly set in healthy relationships. So the first one is... Boundaries around conversation. So things like... You know, when we're talking through an issue or having an argument, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't raise your voice because often that might make me shut down and, you know, that's kind of the consequence. If you do raise your voice, I might shut down or I might have to leave the conversation. That can also go with things like if they start to criticize you or name call or label you. Um, or try to tell you how you feel during that conversation. You could say things like, you know, please don't do that. Um, if you do, then I will, you know, go and take what we call like a self timeout because you never really want to take a timeout on your partner. Typically, they don't take that very well. They don't. They don't like it when you call timeout on them when they're upset with you, especially. Um, so really, it's more about taking your own ownership and saying, hey, I need to take a couple minutes and exiting that conversation or it's things like you know one of the boundaries i've set too because in this day and age this is so easy for any of us to do and i am so guilty of this myself um that if my partner is on his phone while i'm trying to have a conversation with him i'll simply disengage from the conversation and not have it and that's kind of his cue and reminder oh yeah i need to tune in and actually be fully attuned to this conversation and vice versa. When someone does that with me, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get off my phone or I need to get off whatever device I'm on and really give you my full attention because I know that in this day and age with technology, you know, we're having to set boundaries we may have not had to set before. Um, Although I'm sure that was kind of the same for like books or newspapers or that sort of thing, but really just kind of saying, hey, I'm not going to engage in that conversation if you're not gonna like actually be fully present. Um, You know, other things like really reiterating, like, I want you to let me finish speaking before you respond. So you can do that sometimes in the middle of conversation too and say, hey, I really need to be able to finish what I'm saying unless, again, I'm going to disengage from this conversation. That's another common boundary, especially when having hard conversations. A family boundary, and sometimes we can do this with friends too, is, you know, I want you to stop sharing every dispute that we have with your family. It makes our interactions feel awkward. 
or I want you to stop sharing every dispute we have with your friends because it makes our interactions feel awkward. Now, of course, our partners have the right to process through and deal with issues on their own terms, right? Like sometimes they need a safe person to really process through things with, um, but they really need to have certain boundaries around that and maybe even share with us what that process is for them because it definitely sucks to be on the other side and feel like, you know, every little thing that happens and especially only the negative things, right? Like we, we have those friends and again, I've been guilty of this myself where, you know, all you share is the negative that happens with your partner and it's really important that you... You have perspective and you don't just share the negative or don't share disputes with multiple people. You know, often, again, usually we only need maybe one person to really process it with, one safe person, maybe two. But if somebody finds themselves sharing disputes and getting other people involved and talking about it with their whole family and getting friends involved and everyone, like, that's something different. And that's not healthy. Um, and so it's really important that we set boundaries with people that are like, hey, if you have a dispute with me, I really need you to address that with me and not bring all these other people into it because that doesn't feel safe. Like it doesn't feel safe having a dispute with you because now it becomes like a thing between me and you and then this person and everyone else. And it's just not a healthy dynamic. Um, the other thing, too, is sometimes it is important to actually schedule in certain parts of your relationship because in this day and age, we can all be super busy um, and especially things uh, like talking about hard topics like finances. So one boundary might be, you know, I'm scheduling regular meetings for us to discuss our finances. And maybe that's like once a month or, you know, whatever frequency is important for y'all. Um, to keep on top of it, but making sure that you do schedule those meetings for the conversations that sometimes we tend to avoid, like talking about finances or even checking in on the emotional health of our relationship, giving both positive feedback and like kind of giving feedback on what can we do better, right? So having scheduled meetings to check in about those things so we can make sure that as a couple, we're not avoiding the hard stuff. It's also important that we let our partner know when we need time for ourselves. Everybody is different in this. Some people, they thrive on being around other people. And other people, they really need time alone. But it's really important that they communicate that with their partner. So sometimes it's saying, hey, I need this night to myself. Or I need a few minutes to myself. Um, or is there a way this weekend I can plan, you know, you can plan to go do something with friends or, you know, be at the office and I can go do something by myself so I can refuel. That's also an important boundary that um, you may set with your partner. I mean, going along with that too, it's really important that with your partner, you ask them to be clear about what they need or want from you. You know, in relationships, none of us are mind readers um, as much as some of us you know, might have that gift of having a good intuition, it's not healthy for us to constantly be on edge and trying to figure out what our partner wants or needs from us. So it's really important that we set a boundary like, hey, I need you to be clear with me about what you need. Otherwise, I may misinterpret it and not know what you want, right? And sometimes I've done this too in a sense that's like, hey, I really, if you want me to pay for this or if you want me to do this thing like I need you to tell me directly because if you don't 
I won't really, like, I'm not going to read between the lines. I'm not going to guess that that's what you want. And so it's simply sometimes saying things like that as you're getting used to maybe being a bit more clear with your partner. It can be really tricky if you came from maybe a passive-aggressive family system where people didn't talk about things clearly, or even at first it can feel kind of rude to talk about things clearly, but it is really important that we do because, again, our partners cannot read our minds, and I know that I am not a mind reader as well. Um, They did not teach that in MFT grad school, so... They took that. If they had that course, I don't even know if I would take it. But, um, but yeah, no, I joke with people like we don't, we don't have that course in grad school. It is so important that we actually do communicate our needs. Another common one too is to set the boundary that when we worked through an issue, I really need you to not bring it up in future conversations or arguments. So if you've resolved an issue in your relationship and your partner continuously brings it up in future conversations, we say that that's not fighting fair. Because again, that was supposed to have already been resolved and put to rest. Um, And so for the most part, that really shouldn't be brought up, you know, again in the future. And so it's really important that for ourselves and for our partners, we set that boundary that if something's already been resolved, we don't bring it up in future conversations. And yeah, that was a kind of a hard one for me at first too. Um, but I, I will say as I've learned to do that, it's just been, it's so good. It's so much healthier. It's, you know, you can resolve things and actually let them be resolved. Um, of course, if it's the same issue, that's something totally different. Um, but it's still not about bringing up something that happened like three years ago. You really want to stay in the present and be relevant because sometimes like it's really more about how you're how your relationship has evolved because your partner likely has made progress in that area regardless. And it's important to give them due credit and not continuously like bring up stuff from the past. And then lastly, sometimes we have different like affection uh, needs or needs for words of affirmation or different love languages. It's important we communicate that with our partner. And so another boundary might be, you know, I would like for you to be more affectionate or give me, you know, something more tangible like, can we start doing hugs, you know, when you get home? Or can we start doing hugs when you leave home? You know, usually that's an easy one or an easy need that your partner can meet. Now, if you find yourself like constantly needing affection and your partner is not like able to meet you in that, not because they're not giving it, but because you just kind of feel this insatiable need for affection, You know, I might put that back on you and say there might be something there for you to figure out why it's so important you get that all the time or that a hug doesn't do the trick. Um, But typically, we just have to communicate our needs and just have those small touch points throughout our day that, like, you know, our partner can give to us because they're little, but they're also meaningful and help us feel like, you know, we are connected in that way via affection. I would be curious what other boundaries you guys have set in your relationships or if you have any that you feel would be important for me to talk about in the future. Um, I hope that gives you some language around boundaries. I hope that gives you some concrete, clear examples of of boundaries we often set in our relationships. Um, But yeah, I think it's so important we do that because when we do, we're not fueling this fire of resentment towards our partner and we're just being clear about the things that we need and want in a relationship. 
I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. I will check in with you guys tomorrow to talk more about explicit boundaries and other relationship areas of our life. Take care, y'all.